Welcome once again to our podcast, Redeemed. Uh, the goal and the idea of our podcast is we want to start talking about what it means to live a redeemed Christian life and how that plays out in our own personal life and how that should make a difference. So I really hope that as uh, we're having some conversations about this, that uh, you'll be able to take something from it, implement it into your lives, and that God can use it for you. So hang with us, and we'll go ahead and get started. I want a pet bear. I'll see if I, I can. stand by that. I, I just think it'd be a really cool pet to have. I want a panther. That'd be cool, too. I saw a guy on uh, on Instagram that had one. Yeah. Black Panther. It's freaking cool. That'd be cool. a cool pet, too. It's a movie. It is a movie. It's a superhero. I want an ocelot. Those are pretty cool, too. What is that? They're kind of a medium-sized mini, cat. a mini jaguar. Yeah. Oh. How mini? Mm, like a house cat? It's above a house cat, but it's not a jaguar. Oh. the size of a... A dog. Like a, like good a, pet size. Like a good dog size. Yeah, okay. Yeah, they're pretty cool. They look awesome, too. Or we come back to my Tibetan Mastiff. Those are, the those dog are ginormous. Big to dog. kill bears. <laughs> I'm going to have a bear, so. That's the dog I need. I want a bear. I just want something like that so that when somebody comes to my door, they open the door and they got this. this a whatever. bear? You're, you're going to bring it to a house with a bear at the door? No, you're not. What the heck is that? Yeah, you're running away. <laughs> All right, thanks again for joining us for another uh, episode of our podcast, Redeemed. And today we're going to be looking at John number nine. Once again, we have an interesting story of how Jesus does things his own way. And we also have them talking about uh, sin. It's interesting their con. It's interesting the concepts of what the people of that time thought about sin. And so we have a blind man. We do. And he was blind from birth. <coughs> and they were blaming, basically blaming his parents' sin as to why he was born blind. Well, they actually, they wanted to know, was it the man who sinned or his parents? Which is interesting, because if he was blind from birth, how would a baby sin? Well, clearly he did something. <laughs> That's a good question. I don't know. I mean, I would understand that, that later on, that right. could be... But if he's, I mean, that seems pretty harsh. Yeah. Unless he sinned in the womb, I don't know. Just messed up, man. Never even had a chance. <laughs> but what does Jesus, but Jesus sets the record, record straight right. about the sin, and I enjoy that part. Um, his response is, neither this man nor his parents sinned, but this happens so that the works of God might be displayed in him. And isn't that exactly what happens? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. As long as it is day, we must do the works of him who sent me. Night is coming when no one can work. While I am in the world, I am the light of the world. So after saying all this, this is interesting right here. Was he? So in our in our previous podcast, we have Jesus bending down and throwing in the dirt. Okay. Yeah. This time we have Jesus. He spits on the ground and makes mud. Not afraid to get his hands dirty. Yeah. It's still kind of gross, though. Yeah. It's not just kind of gross. And that's... How much mud did he use? 
I don't know. Or how much saliva did it take to make well, that? that much that's saliva? what I'm getting at. You know, did, did you just need I mean, a little bit? It had to be quite bit? a bit because it had to be pretty dry. Mm-hmm. Just thinking. I mean, a desert would, area. Yeah. Maybe. Or maybe it was just a little bit of mud on each eye. It must have been. But yeah. I mean, still, once again, you know, Jesus does things his own way. Mm-hmm. So he makes mud and he takes his mud and puts it on the, the guy's eyes. Yep. Now, if I was the guy, no, granted, he couldn't see all this. No, he had no idea what's going on. <laughs> he's you think afterwards like, someone told him, he's like, wait, he did what? Yeah. Like, nah. He's no like, why is this, why just, is this wet stuff they're putting on my eyes? He did just find mud. <laughs> I thought it rained. <laughs> yeah. Actually, at this point, he's probably thinking, man, I sure hope it spit. Fair. So. <laughs> Yeah. So he so he made mud with his saliva and then he put it on the man's eyes. And then what's he telling him? He says, Go wash in the pool of Salam. Yep. Now the man was smart and he went and washed. <laughs> Do what I was told. Yep. Put this spit mud off my eyes. Exactly. So he could have very likely said, No, I'm I'm not doing that. <laughs> Wiped yeah. it off, went home. And went home and he was still probably being blind. Yeah, uh, there was another instance in the Old Testament where there was a prophet who told a man to go uh, dip. What was it? Seven times, I think, in the Jordan River. I think you're right. I think it's seven times. I'm not. Don't quote me on that. And uh, and then he would be clean because he had leprosy. Yep. Naaman was his name. And uh, what happened? Or no, it wasn't Naaman. Naaman was the guy that got the leprosy from the dude. Never mind, my bad. Anyway, he but he said he didn't want to do it because the river was too dirty. There you go. Mm-hmm. The river was too dirty. I'm not going to do it. There's plenty of rivers where I'm from that uh, are better. And uh, eventually one of his servants talked him into it, and he went and he did it. And then, of course, yeah. after he dipped it, the, however many times it was, he was he was healed. Yeah. It was Naaman. It was Naaman? Yeah. And it was to, oh, Gehazi was the one. Go wash yourself seven times okay. in the Jordan, and your flesh will be restored and you will be cleansed. See, this Second is why we like Amanda. This is why we like Amanda here. She's our fact checker. Yeah. So, my got bad. It was, it was Gehazi that was the one that got the leprosy because he didn't do what he was supposed to. That's right. It was Elisha's uh, servant. Oh, okay. Yep. I don't know. I have the one thing. Yep. Oh, no, it was Naaman. Okay, so it was Naaman. Yeah. But he did it anyway, and because he did do it, he was healed. So, I mean, you have a, s- a similar... Imagine having leprosy and thinking that the river is too dirty. <laughs> I don't think he was in the late stages of leprosy. He just started. But you know what's coming. But, but, I mean, it's not like leprosy was a new disease at the time. That's yeah. true. It's like, uh, I need to get this off of me, mm-hmm. however and, it and, may come. And at this point, wouldn't you be willing to do anything to do that because they didn't have a cure for it? No. No, you wouldn't. I mean, his life was over. You went and lived in a leper camp. Uh-huh, because they thought it was contagious. <coughs> yep. Yeah. So, anyway, we we digress there a little bit. That's a, it's, a, it's a great story. Yeah. Definitely recommend going and reading it. Second Kings five. Second Kings five. But what we're but what I'm really trying to pick out is is that you have a s- similar situation here, but this guy doesn't even question it. This guy goes straight down, washes yep. it, and immediately he's able to see. Now, uh, of course, the religious leaders at that time didn't like it at all. Shocking. Yep. Uh, they didn't like it at all, first of all, because he healed on the Sabbath. Second of all, they, like I said, they had a misconcept of who Jesus was as the Savior. Yep. And they were kind of mixed up about what, basically what sin was. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. I understand that there are sins that are passed down from generation to generation. Mm-hmm. But the sins of the parents 
is going to affect in some way because the Bible says it will. But we have to. Um, what's the what's the word I'm looking for? We are responsible for us. So in the end, we have to make the choices. Yeah. And sometimes sin just happens because we live in an or sometimes things like that just happen because we live in an imperfect world. Absolutely. It, that's the Pharisees were trying to find somebody had to be at fault in order for this to happen. It couldn't just happen because we live in a fallen this world. This is a fallen world. Absolutely. This is and Jesus tells them that here in a little bit. Mm-hmm. And Jesus points out that's not true. Yeah. That the reason this man was blind was for this very moment. Yep. Is that his glory was going to be shown from him healing it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's just awesome. So yeah. so basically this man was blind from birth because at some point down the road, Jesus was going to come healing. Yeah. And through that, other people were going to come to know Christ. Yep. Which is interesting because if we because if we think about that, uh, we need to be aware of the fact that, that God can use us in all different ways. Yeah, well, we think maybe a, a, a bad thing, mm-hmm. per se, could be something that he's planning on using. To bring many people to Christ. Yeah. I mean, there were so many people this guy talked to. Oh, yeah. Well, so yeah, because the—I mean, this, we'll talk more about it. The story keeps going, but— the Pharisees did not like what this guy had to say. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Get that guy out of here. Yeah, they tossed him out of the synagogue. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and then Jesus goes on, and at the end of it, he tries to explain that uh, that the Pharisees were blinded by a spiritual blindness. Of course, yeah. they did not like that answer at all. No. No, well, hey, I, I like uh, where is it? verse 28 uh, or verse 27 when the Pharisees are pressing the, the blind man or the formerly blind man. And uh, and they asked him, what did he do to you? How did he open your eyes? He answered, I have told you already and you did not listen. Why do you want to hear it again? Do you want to become his disciples too? They don't like that and answer. They, they did not think that was humorous. That wasn't the right answer, apparently. No. Then they hurled insults at him and said, you are this fellow's disciple, which, you know, good. We are disciples of Moses. We know God spoke to, we know that God spoke to Moses, but as for this fellow, we don't even know where he comes from. Well, history does not smile kindly upon that statement. No. We choose Moses over Jesus. Yeah. Yes. No, not a good idea. <laughs> the problem is that the, the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the teachers of the law, they all had an idea of what the Messiah should look like. Well, everyone did. Everyone yeah. had a different picture because a lot of the people just figured we're looking for a for an earthly Messiah. They wanted someone to come and establish an earthly uh, kingdom. He was going to conquer. He was going to yeah. set him free. He was going to throw that, off the government. That wasn't why he was coming. And that's not the way he came. No, not what he was coming to do either. No. No, he was coming to seek and save the lost. Uh-huh. <laughs> Pharisees didn't really care for that. No. Or no. want that. Nope. They did not. And so they had a hard time uh, putting Jesus where he really should have been. Mm-hmm. If right. that makes sense, yeah, it does. Because they they put him as someone who couldn't possibly be the Messiah because he didn't fit these ramifications, if you will. Yeah, and I think Jesus and I think God, Jesus had that all planned out, and knew that because they knew that if he Jesus came like the conqueror they were thinking he was, 
he would have a hard time ministering to the lost people. Yeah. Yeah, there'd be mm-hmm. a lot more fear involved, I think. Exactly. And so then after this whole thing, Jesus explains to them that they've missed it. He explains to the Pharisees they've missed it and that they are actually the ones that are spiritually blind. Yeah. I like when he's talking, when Jesus is talking to the guy there at the end. Um, and because Jesus comes and he finds him and he, because he had heard that they had thrown the blind man out of the te- uh, synagogue. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and he found him and he said, do you believe in the son of man? And the guy said, who is he? Just tell me so that I may believe in him. And Jesus, you know, tells him that it's me. And uh, the man instantly says, Lord, I believe you. And he worshiped him. Mm-hmm. So, and then, like he said, they, he goes and tells the Pharisees that you guys are just blind to this, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Some of the Pharisees who were with him heard him say this and ask, what, are we blind too? Jesus said, if you were blind... You would not be guilty of sin, but now that you claim you can see, your guilt remains. Uh-huh. So, once again, you can't put Jesus in a box. I got to go back to that because, I mean, we have Jesus bent over making mud. We, we talked about that, so we're not going to spend a lot of time on it. But you can't put Jesus in a box. He's going to do things his own way. Um, he he's going to do things to bring himself glory. Yep. Um, that's part of the reason. That's what he says here. He says, why is this man blind? At this point, I was going to come along and heal you, and I was going to bring glory. Yeah. And through this, you were going to become – you were able to become a Christian basically and believe in me. Right. Right. And at the same time, he was able to start laying down some foundations and start breaking through uh, this personification of what the religious leaders thought Jesus should be. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Don't try to guess what Jesus is going to no. do next. No. <laughs> He'll make mud and put on your eyes. Uh-huh. He'll throw you off. Yeah, yep, he will. Again, not something on your bingo card. No. Like, I didn't see that one coming. And I mean, once again, just throughout this whole story, if this man had not been blind, this whole story never would take place. Yep. He went before the relig- the blind man, or the previously blind man, Yeah, went before the the... Religious council many times, a couple of times. Yep. They kept bringing him back, wanting him to come up with a different yeah. story. It was oh. the same story though every time. I keep telling y'all. Yeah. yeah. And through it, what was he doing? He well, he was really witnessing is what he was doing. Yeah. He was bringing glory to God. Yeah, because it wasn't it wasn't a small amount of people in the synagogue. Mm-mm. There was a lot of people in there. And no matter how they phrased it, they could not bring it back to the fact that it was sin from the parents or sin from the man's life that had caused this. Yep. This was this like, was all brought about so that Jesus' glory would shine through. They couldn't wrap their minds around that. No. No, they lost it. They were spiritually blind. Oh. Mm-hmm. Now, sometimes I wonder if we're the spiritually blind ones. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. There's sometimes I think that we need to pull the blinders off and uh-huh. believe in Christ the way that he's talking about. Well, yeah, there's plenty of things that we've missed. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Guarantee you that. And part of the reason we miss is because we don't quite understand. You're making a weird face over I there, I was going to sneeze, but it Okay. It didn't sneeze is good. I thought, uh-oh. What, uh, what did I say? No. <laughs> now you've done it. I needed to sneeze, but it, it, I don't need to sneeze anymore. <laughs> she yelled it in. I did. I, I didn't want to. I hate that feeling, but. Karate man, keep it on the inside. Yeah. She doesn't want to edit it out later. I want to edit it out. <laughs> See what I do for my own sake? <laughs> I swallowed that sneeze. You guys sneeze. don't even care. I swallowed that sneeze. <laughs> uh, 
So as redeemed Christians, we just need to make sure that we don't just put on the spiritual blinders, if you will. Yep. That we are open to the fact that Jesus works in mysterious ways. Absolutely. And sometimes if that means he's going to get down in the dirt and play and make mud, then that's the way it's going to be. That's what he's going to do. And no matter what he does, he's going to bring glory to himself because that's, yeah. that's what he's about. And we need to, you know, I'm not sure that this uh, this guy, this poor blind man woke up that morning going, I hope I can bring glory to God. Today's my day to bring glory to God. <laughs> but he did. It turned anyway. out to be. It was. But I, don't, I don't think he rolled out of bed that morning thinking today's the day. Yep. And his life was changed because of the whole situation. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So, oh, yeah. And I think the Lord works in the ways he he deems worthy, if, mm-hmm. you, if you will. Yeah. And as redeemed Christians, we need to make sure that we let Christ work through us the same way. That we don't see Jesus just as this, but see him as ruler of the universe. All that he is. Mm -hmm. And just like Michael said, we need to make sure that when we're looking at different situations, that we understand that God can bring glory through anything. Yeah. So what we may deem something that is horrible. I mean, this man being blind was horrible. Right. But God was able to save people and bring glory to him through this man. Yeah. And I think sometimes you have, you also have to understand that what Michael said is true, that there are things that just happen because we live in a fallen world. Yeah. If Adam and Eve never seen the garden, I'm pretty sure this man would have never woke up blind or been born blind. I, I maintain the fact that if Adam and Eve wouldn't have ever seen in the garden, somebody else would have. If, if it would have made it all the way to me, I'd have screwed it up. Absolutely. I would have been the guy. Absolutely. It would have been, been me. Nobody's doubting that. But <laughs> if that had never taken place, right. there's a lot of these things that would have never Absolutely. happened. Yeah. People being born blind, pain in the world. Nah, yep. it wouldn't have happened. Nope. But because we live in a fallen world, because we have let sin into it. Yes, we have. Because we thought we knew better. Shoot, we've opened those floodgates up. We've cracked that gate yeah. open. And so now we have to we have to deal with it. And all we can hope really is that God can take these situations and use it for his glory. Absolutely. So like I said, there's just so much in John to talk about that you can barely just scratch the surface with it in the limited time that we have. But as redeemed Christians, make sure you just don't you know Make sure that whatever we do is trying to bring glory to God. Amen. Because that's what we've been called to do. That's right. Whether it be <laughs> whether it be like this poor man that was blind, you know, and take it from the perspective that if you do have something horrible going on, look at it from the perspective of can God bring glory through this? Yep. And he can. And we need to have that mindset. Absolutely. Thanks for joining us. And remember, you can connect with us in person every Sunday at 8 a.m. and 9.45 a.m. And online with Instagram and Facebook. And the daily Bible readings are on the website, eastcastlebaptistchurch.com. Once again, thanks for joining us, and we will see you next time.